welcome once again to She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, a podcast about the television series She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, from Disney+, Plus, part of the Marvel MCU. Um, it is a weekly television series based off the comic book, and we are here to discuss it weekly, uh, each episode, with a podcast talking about it. So tonight we're here to talk about episode five of the television series, which was called Mean, Green, and Straight Poured Into These Jeans, uh, directed by Anna Balia and written by Dana Schwartz. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? A little bit of a head cold, but I'm I'm making through. Do how are you doing, Phil? Uh, good, good. Yeah, I, I had uh, a shingle shot on Thursday at late afternoon, and and I was sick for a day and a half from side effects from that. So uh, now I'm better. But uh, yeah, that's a, that stinks that you get the cold. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but it, it, these things do happen. Uh, also, uh, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. And in the province of Alberta, Canada? It's Sean, and hope everyone is doing well. Indeed. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Um, and yes, I know exactly what Mike went through. I had that a couple weeks ago. And it's not fun, but it could be worse. Yes, yes, yes. I, I actually took the, a COVID test to make sure it was the shingles a vaccine for myself. And, yeah, I did too. Yeah, and unfortunately it was negative as yours was too, so that's good. And, uh, Mike, have you taken a COVID test? Mm, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 but it is what it is. Uh, all right, so um, let's see. So we are um, part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We have a email, which is darkdiscussions at aol.com and you also can email us from www.darkdiscussions.com where you can choose the contact us menu uh, link uh, it's one of the menu choices on any page of the website and it will open up a mailer box whether you email us that way or through directly through the darkdiscussions at aol.com email you can uh, just put she-hulk in the title and we'll know it's for this podcast here uh, rather than another podcast on the network, and we will uh, read your email on the podcast to give uh, your thoughts, uh, and we will read them here. Now, uh, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, they can also find the Patreon button link that you can hit, so if you have the financial wherewithal at this time, uh, you can go through the Patreon, and it's a way that you can get back to the podcast because the podcast is free, but there's lots of costs and expenses on the actual production side. So uh, what you can do is for every $5 that you pay each month or donate each month, you get to choose a movie and every quarter it goes into a draw. And one of those movies is chosen and gets uh, reviewed either on the main dark discussions feed or one of the other sister podcasts. And it's just a nice way to try and help um, people put a lot of time and effort into uh Providing information and entertainment. Yes, yes, and uh, any any amount is appreciated. Uh, though uh, we are here uh, because uh, we just like talking about cool things. 
such as the She-Hulk. But any any uh, donations are greatly appreciated. Um, all right, so um, how you can find this podcast, besides going to www.darkdiscussions.com, and you can find any, every episode of the podcast there. You can find us on two different feeds, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, the main feed for this podcast is She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, the podcast, and you can search for that on anything like Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever, and you'll find the podcast there. But you also can find it on Dark Discussions uh, podcast as well, that feed. So uh, your co-hosts that you hear on this podcast participate on other podcasts on the network, uh, including uh, darkdiscussions.com's main podcast. Some of us are on that, which is called Dark, Discussion, Dark Discussions Podcast. And so uh, since the same co-hosts are on this podcast here, we, we put this podcast on this, on that feed as well. Uh, so those are the two feeds you can find the podcast. All right. I think that pretty much does the house cleaning, except one other thing, which is today is September 18th, 2022. Uh, this is when we were recording this Sunday, uh, basically a couple of days after the the airing of the par, uh, of the episode. Um, and um, we uh, do this timestamp for some of our listeners who are always curious when we do record these episodes, uh, and that is for um, specifically Pam. All right, now uh, let's get into our thoughts on this episode here of She-Hulk. Once again, number five, uh, mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans. Uh, so let's start with you, Kevin. This was – this episode, I kind of had the same reaction to – the rest of you two two episodes ago it was it was fine it was good but it just it it wasn't the one that i it it wasn't the best you know i mean it, it wasn't bad it's just it wasn't as good as the others that i have seen so far i still enjoyed it just not as much as others all right sounds good uh let's go with you barrett yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, I think this is one of the weaker episodes. It felt really short. I felt like um, it could have had more content, and it just, I don't know, it wasn't the most exciting episode. There were things I liked about it, and it did have me laughing. Um, but of all the episodes, it was one of the weaker ones. Okay. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Uh, I, I think my issue probably with it is that I'm not a big fan of uh, the Nikki and Pug characters who were together um, for for a bit of it, and um, other than that, I thought it was fine. I it, it, like a lot of people said it's short. I just rewatched it before we went back on. It is quick. I actually like the the way they get out of the uh, the legal dilemma, but it does feel like it's. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm waiting for something bigger to come. I think that's because they do all the whole thing with uh, with the fashion designer and teasing of another character to show up that we've already talked about in the past. But um, I'm, think, I'm way more interested in what's going to come after this episode than what happened in this episode. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Yeah, I would say it wasn't the best episode of the, the series for sure. But I still enjoyed it, still had laughs, and uh, some of the Easter egg stuff that they had, I was happy with. So, um, just enjoyed it. So, 
right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, I think I, <coughs> excuse me, I think I may uh, be more positive on this episode than uh, most of my co-hosts here. Um, I think uh, it may be um, as good as episode two, and I enjoyed episode two really a lot. Um, I enjoyed some of the new characters that they added uh, and also the building up of uh, characters that we've barely seen before. So we got to uh, meet T- Titania, uh, which was, was really good. Uh, my, my daughters, uh, eight and six, especially my eight-year-old, love Titania because uh, she's a, a girly girl and, and Titania is too. And so she thought uh, Titania was was the it girl. Um, I enjoyed uh, seeing Mallory book, um, uh, though very different from the comic book, um, you know, the uh, ethnic swaps and, and things of that nature. Uh, the actress that played her uh, was perfect for the role. The outfits that she wore were perfect for, for the role. Um, and so uh, I, lo- I love that character. Um, I love the uh though i didn't like the cliffhanger that we are going to see if not the leotard at least something close to the leotard in the next episode uh so i'm looking forward to that um but the the show definitely is turning into more of an episodic show rather than um what i feel was going to be a uh season uh story arc show um so it is curious um so yeah yeah it's uh it was uh uh pretty good i felt and uh looking forward to uh, talking about it tonight um all right so for folks who are not familiar with the podcast um or uh even if you are uh we're assuming that you're a fan of the show and have already watched the episode so uh we're gonna spoil everything um so uh, most likely you're here uh, not worrying about spoilers because you're here because you want to hear um, other thoughts and characterizations and opinions and and things of that nature uh, that uh, we saw. And uh, in other words, you're a She-Hulk fan and, and you just want more She-Hulk uh, commentary. And that's what we're here for. Um, all right. So uh, we can start. Uh, how well, let me, let me start? say this. Um... Yeah, go on, Mike. As I'm thinking about it, because like I said I've been kind of knocked up, uh, not knocked up, knocked out, believe it or not, <laughs> for the last couple of days. Uh, so that's the reason I rewatched it because I really didn't remember much after a first watch. Um, but as I'm thinking, like in my in secondary reaction, there really isn't a lot of She-Hulk in this episode. She is very, um, she's much more of a passive character in this story and a lot of other characters are taking the spotlight and maybe that's where some of us are feeling a little off on this um ensemble cast type of thing right is what you well, it's not that it's ensemble it's that she's she is really does very little she is dragged yep. along right she's dragged to the fashion designer she's not the one taking the lead in her own case she's you know she's just she's the the client and so she's sitting there she doesn't really do much in terms of testifying on her own behalf um, you know, so there really isn't a whole lot that she has to do as compared to the other characters. Or maybe this is the point of the episode is to give the other characters a chance to, um, to shine and get a little bit of development because it is otherwise a fairly 
She-Hulk centered show, which is probably why they call it She-Hulk. Just as a thought. Um, so maybe that's why I was, I, I wasn't quite clicking with me, but anyway, that was just a thought. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, like you said, uh, the, uh, um, uh, what, what's, what's their name? Uh, uh, Ramos and Pug that, that they were uh, a little, uh, too comedic. Uh, I felt so. I, I yeah. Almost slapsticky. Yeah, yeah, and the way they acted were were almost like I don't know, just strange. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you can see, I can see, I've seen, you know, people that are twenty five and thirty eight, you know, act that way one on one when they're hanging out, you know, acting more childish than they would in public. But uh, it, it just seemed a little over the top the way they, you know, doing the dances and all this other stuff that was just kind of obviously to play to the camera, not how people would, would even act childishly to be funny and, and private, I think, but maybe. Well, you, know what this episode need, you know what this episode needed? We needed Madison with two S's and a Y and not what you think. I mean, there you go. Yes. Yeah. I, I actually forgot. I, I didn't even notice it until after when one of my daughters said, Oh, we, we didn't see longer in Madison. And I go, Oh yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, that, that was, uh, I'm sure a major disappointment for some people who are coming back this week to to see Wanderers and Madison, and, and they they weren't there. So well, I I wouldn't expect to because they, they, those were yeah. guest spots, and the way these things go, like by the time they maybe realize that Madison is a a breakout potentially character, break character yeah. they've already written the entire series, and it's already and it, most of it's already, it's already shot. Filmed. So yeah. So yeah, that's that's going to take. If there's going to be a return of Madison, it'll almost certainly be a potential second season if there is one. Yep, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? But yeah, Mike, you you have a point that yeah, people uh, would act that way alone, most likely. It's just that um, um, for this TV show, it it just seems weird. You know, yeah, I mean, it, I know it, it's supposed to be a comic. I know it has a comic element to it, but but it just just felt like. Well, it's yeah, it's hard to sometimes get that right, right? I, from like for me, I felt the uh, I can't remember the guy's name now. The the the, the sexist paid character from. Oh uh, yeah, Emil Bronsky or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. No, that, no, no, that's no, that's, 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 that's the abomination. Tim Roth. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, the, the other guy something? from. Uh, it's not Elon Bron. Bron- no. Emil Bronsky. No. No, yeah. Neil Blonsky oh, is abomination. With abomination. It's the guy that was think, in a relationship with I, the shape changer. I think his name is Buck. Yeah, that sounds right. Whatever. He, oh. was, he was right. He felt like he was too cartoonish. Yeah, right. Compared yeah. to the oh, other D- Dennis Bukowski. Dennis Bukowski. Yeah, I knew That's it was a it. Polish name, just like or or a Slavic name. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, so, I was going to say, um, what are you trying to say about Poles? <laughs> No, 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 no. The last names, they were both Slavic last names, uh, Blonsky and uh, Bukowski. So I just. Kinda... Anyway, my point was he felt too cartoonish, like he was like ridiculously over top as a sexist character. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in this case, uh, Nikki and Pug just feel, felt like they they went a little too over the top in their cartoonishness. Well, yeah. they didn't feel like they're characters that we had met already like that. Right. Um, especially. The, the guy, I mean, he, he felt fairly serious as a character, and then all of a sudden he's 
on this quest that seemed really strange. <laughs> it just you know, didn't fit him. Well, I didn't mind that. The idea that a character has a quirk or a hobby or something that they're really into, that adds layering and depth, even it's, you know, because you can have a very, you know, person who might seem serious about something, but have something really trivial about them that they're obsessed with. It's just that well, it's little switch. things, little things that, that just kind of, yeah, it just felt it was played in a cartoonish way. Yeah. You know, yeah. the whole well, thing about them, you know, making deals and, you know, my price is going to be, you know, and it just felt this again, cartoonish in a, in a way that didn't feel right for the way the rest of the show has been so far. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, let's say someone comes into the Marvel universe and they're dropped in by watching the first Iron Man. Now, if, if someone comes in watching the first Iron Man and then they see Pugs and Ramos, they, they would be scratching their head and saying, this is supposed to be the same universe. Doesn't make yeah. sense. No, well, I yeah. mean, we live in a universe that, that has, um, uh, you know, Martin Scorsese and the Three Stooges, right? So the universe can fit all shades and all kinds. It's just within the within the context of the show, they felt off. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I would concur. I would concur. Uh, obviously, this, this show uh, has a com- comedic run to it or a comedic um, aspect to it. Um, but like the comedy between She-Hulk and Titania felt natural. Whereas right. the other one did not feel natural to me, I guess that's right, what right. it was. Yeah. 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 That, that's a good, good uh, comparison right there, Barrett. Yep. Exactly. Um, all right. So uh, let's continue talking about the episode. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Titania. So we finally uh, get to meet, <laughs> meet Titania. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I love the scene where she gets the woman lawyer. And she shows a picture of her with this ginormous hat on, and she's like, "This person got the better of you." <laughs> I thought that was classic. That was that was, uh, but but yeah. So uh, Titania uh, is um, trying to destroy She-Hulk in a non-violent and non-criminal way. Uh, basically, uh, as we discussed in prior episode. Um, which was last episode, uh, she trademarked the name She-Hulk and uh, is trying to uh, basically, um, to, you know, pour, uh, ga- you know, gasoline on 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 the on a fire to to really piss off She-Hulk, um, and she does it by creating a line of products um, and. You basically use the She-Hulk name to make money and um, prevent She-Hulk from actually using the name She-Hulk. Um, so, so that's the, the running joke of the show, uh, as well as the fact that She-Hulk originally didn't like the name She-Hulk, but has grown with it, and um, and that's one of the aspects of the episode uh, where. Um, they use in court trying to say, see, you don't even use the name. You don't want the name. You, you've said it and so on. We have it on TV. We're on the news when you were interviewed and things like that. Um, all right. So what do we want to talk about? How do we want to go into this? Yeah. Well, one thing well, I, say, I didn't realize uh, that the actress who plays Titania is uh, Jamila Jamil, who was in um, the, good uh, place. The, the good place as uh, Tahani. 
uh, which is a, a fantastic series. If anyone hasn't watched it, I would just highly recommend it. On uh, it's on Netflix. Um, I'm sure, I never heard of the show. The oh, really? You should have because it's been mentioned by us on the podcast before. But oh, that's yeah. all right. Kristen yeah, but Bell is in it too. But it's With not Kristen a... Bell and Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So she's one of the stars. Yeah, she is. She's listed as one of the stars. Yeah. yeah she's one of the continue. one of the five main characters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I highly recommend that show. But if you like the actress, if you like performance, uh, and and it makes sense because it's a running gag on how uh in the show is how tall uh and statuesque you know, that she is. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That she's here playing Titania. Um, I think it's interesting she, that she's they, tall in real life. Huh? Yeah. Is that the, uh, it's now, now Phil's getting hot and bothered. Uh, well, that, I know, that, I'm going to uh, look it up. All right. Continue. <laughs> so, Continue. Uh, no, I think that it's that they yeah, do. Basically, yeah, that's pretty tall. That basically, that basically get, got hit against each other in the comics because you had she Hulk. And then they said, uh, Oh, Hey, look, there's strong woman. We'll have her strong woman be her, uh, be her, her arch nemesis just because it's another woman that's strong and they get to beat up on each other. And instead their first real battle is not counting the, the, the two second fight in the first episode is in a courtroom over beauty products. Um, which I, I think was a, a humorous twist. Um, but yeah, I thought I I think that aspect of it was fun. I think the the loophole out of it was a was a fun twist to it, um, and, and didn't have to invent something. Just took what they had already established in the first four episodes and used that to win the case. But uh, so much of the episode is about, um, really the the whole uh, surface about the appearance, and that's kind of where. I think Jennifer's conflict is in this season, right? Is Jennifer versus She-Hulk? You know, who is she without She-Hulk? And, you know, who is she as Jennifer? Who is she as She-Hulk and reconciling the two? And, you know, this is something where you have Titania is a very shallow and vain person. If you look at the the guy that She-Hulk banged two episodes ago, uh, or was it last episode? Was last Um, episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right, where... He, he tries to consult Titania, and she says, "Well, come along. You can buy me things." Right? That's the <laughs> that that's the yep. level of where the character is right now. Uh, it's all about you know about beauty products and clothing and how do you look and and all of this and and that is a lot with um with, really it is for both men and women, but much more so with women. That surface appearance having a lot to do with uh, how you're judged, and also having something to do with also your self confidence, right? If you're if you're not looking good, if you don't feel good, it can be hard to project that self confidence. And here's Jennifer walking around in clothing that's three sizes too big for her. You know, nobody was interested in her, they're only interested in She Hulk. So you're getting that 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 thing of reconciling who she really is versus you know what well, she's earned. That and then don't forget when the the one lawyer would represent her, she pretty much just says, And don't expect me to be your friend. <laughs> You know, and then they have a drink at the end, and she actually hints like, "Oh, so you're, here's the friendship." And the woman kind of looks at her like, "No." Well, it'll be interesting because in the comics, those characters are not friends, but that sort of the office bitch romance relationship, right? The the women that that can't stand each other in the office seem to be a, is a is a is a trope. In my experience, a trope based on reality, but. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where it seems to me every woman has that one other woman that they work with that is just that bitch. Um, but 
it'd be nice if they maybe broke that and they did get a, if not a, a chummy relationship, that they don't have a completely antagonistic relationship. I feel like we're eventually going to get a um, episode where she has to defend Titania. It it's wouldn't possible. shock me. I actually have a feeling that there's going to be more coming out with um, with the uh, uh, whatever the character's name is. Um, the other attorney. Because we uh, see her Pugs? with no, the pug is another paralegal. Uh, Mallory, with okay. Mallory Book. I think we're going to see more with Mallory oh. Book because you have her with the guy that was interested in getting her blood. Um, that may or may not have been part of the wrecking crew. Okay. And so I have a one. I'm wondering if like he's not or may, working with her or she's working with him. If they're cooking mm. something up. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she says no, don't touch. So she obviously doesn't really like him. But you're right. She still could be using him as, uh, you know, as as a commodity. As she, uh, as he would be using her as as something as well. So you know, team, you're my enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, even if they're not really friends, type of thing. Right. Is that what you're trying to imply? Yeah. So well, maybe that. Yeah, they may yeah. be doing something to to take Shiok down. Like, well, because Book is also in the 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 superhuman law division of the company yeah. and, and she walks in and she'll takes it for, by virtue of the fact that she's she Hulk, not because right. of anything she's done, not because she's especially talented. She's being judged purely based on her appearance. The fact that she's six foot seven in green. Right. Well, um, and so that could oh. certainly do something that creates a little bit of resentment. And also to be honest, even, even though a book, one one this case, it was really She Hulk that that won the case because she was the one that remembered that oh I'll use my dating profile and and it, there's that will win the case. So you know so technically the whole case that cracks Titania's uh, chance to win was She Hulk. You know figuring it out even if by luck she figured it out how to win the case. It wasn't book, you know? So, I mean, how essential was really book except, uh, being an appearance, you know, as a professional and whatever to win that case when it wasn't her idea. Well, she did have the idea to, to basically show that she Hulk was being used by her. She just didn't know about that portion of it. I think if she had known, she would have come up with that as well. Well, yeah, I know, but but you know, any lawyer, whether it was Book or anybody, would would say that. Oh, obviously, Titania is is using the name and and snagged the copyright before She Hulk was smart enough to snag the copyright. I mean, uh, last week when we were talking about the She Hulk uh, getting the the thing uh, at the door, saying that you're you know Titania is bringing it to court, we talked about how famous people have had to uh, um, you know trademark their names uh, or uh, bought URLs before other people, you know, even, even people in college that know they're going to go pro buy all these URLs. So when they do, you know, get drafted in the first round of the NFL or major league baseball or basketball or whatever, someone hasn't already snagged, you know, the URL for their name, you know? So it's, it is, um, 
So I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if, if book really was that much of a difference maker. Any follow up on that, Bert? <clears throat> I just think that it's hard for us to say whether she's a difference maker or not, because she did already have the idea to do what was done. This was just more information along that line. Yeah. And, and I mean, the case was, I mean, how much was the show really uh, in the courtroom anyway, you know? So it's, it's moving along quick. You know, these episodes, yeah, I mean, uh, as we said, this one felt 30. like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't quick. feel very long at all. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there was a lot more to do though. Um, and that's one advantage I think uh, in having these streaming services is that um, shows can be basically as long or as short as they need to be. And when shows used to be stuck in a very rigid 22 yeah. or 44 minute format, there are times when things felt truncated, where things felt stretched out. Um, I think once you strike on the um, the solution to the problem, which is using her, her dating profile, uh, that it, it it resolves itself very quickly. There's no, yeah, much, and that's all that's really needed. I would agree with you. The only problem is that the other storyline just didn't work for me that well. So it it made it feel shorter as an episode. Right. Well, you know what? It could have worked because I mean, obviously, they were going to a, a place that was was important to the show, you know, because I mean, everybody who's a fan of She-Hulk is looking forward to see her superhero outfit and she's going to get her superhero outfit as, as, you know, as a side thing that the guy made for her when she just wanted a regular suit for the, for the office. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, but you're right. The way they went about it kind of was silly because obviously Pug and Remy, uh, I mean, Ramos were, were, were ridiculous. And then even, even the, the clothes designer was a stereotypical um, Hollywood clothes designer in every TV and movie show that we've seen, you know, flamboyant and, and whatever. And, mean. and what, yeah. Mean, and mean, mean, is, mean, mean is in and yeah, mean is yeah, in. Yeah. Mean and flamboyant and all that other stuff. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So very arrogant. Uh, yeah. arrogant. So, so I think you're kind of right there. It's just that if they had done it kind of more, Less stupid, meaning you know how the Remy and Pug or, or Ramos and Pug acted, and more different with the clothes design rather than being the, the cliche. Then it could have been a, an awesome B story. But, yeah, I agree. But but yeah, so I think I see your point, Barrett. It's a, it's an excellent observation. I feel, um, you know, but but when we did get that second clothing bag. And she goes, oh, gee, thank you. But uh, I don't know if I need this. And he, and, he, and he says, oh, just say thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to see her come out with, with the with the leotard, and it's going to be awesome. And, and my, my girls immediately say, oh, you mean the, the purple and blue, white? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, they cut right to cut it. So it's like, oh, God dang it. We have to wait until next week. <laughs> and so we're waiting through the credits to, because we're, we're going to get this awesome reveal at the end of the credits. And, of course, they don't have an end of credit scene because the end of credits scene was really – the Daredevil helmet and the the cliffhanger that we're going to see the outfit next week, you know. So yeah. that so that was kind of was a bummer. Um, and it was weird too because the, I was reading the the showrunner 
uh, uh, Corey or whatever her name is, um, saying that some of the things that are making making people love the show is those credit scenes. And so when they didn't have one this week, and I just read this article like four days ago, I was like shocked. I was like, oh, maybe she said that intentionally. So when there would be, was none this week, people would, would would be going, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did this. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Fox there, the ginger from over the, the ice wall. Uh, you haven't said much. Oh, the ice wall. <laughs> the, wild, the wild lean is okay. Uh, I mean, you guys are pretty much touching on everything. So the the thing I was going to throw out is I enjoyed like the, the silly jokes, like having the guy with the knockoff Avengers and Avengers, Avengers. and stuff. Oh, my God. That was, that was great. I, I wish really we could have funny. gotten a better look. It was, it was, I think Thur, T H U R, yeah, H O L K, yeah, Well, and you know what's funny though um, is is that if it was underground and he was selling that stuff underground, meaning in the back room, he would have the real names on it. It would say Avengers and Hulk and Thor. But if he was going to a convention, I could see him changing the names up so you know he won't get attacked. But, but. That was the one thing that, that kind of just rolled my eyes when I saw it, even though it was funny, was, oh, come on. If it's in his back room and he's selling it behind closed doors and no one knows, it, he, would I like, have, he would have the real names. I like the fact that Thor had a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and Hulk was purple with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They should have had a, a really cool idea. They should have had a red She-Hulk. And then, because then people who know the She-Hulk would, would get the joke. Isn't there a pu- purple Hulk in the comics? There's a red Hulk. There's a red. Yeah. Hulk. And he was originally gray. Yeah, he was originally gray. I know that. And there's a, I know there's a, there's a red She-Hulk. Um, but I didn't know there was a red Hulk. No. Yeah, because yeah, it's, uh, what's his name? Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And there's a red and yeah, the Hulk was originally gray and they switched to green, I think just because it was um it yeah, was the, the printing process was easier. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. so sort of the reason why like Spider Man was originally red and black and became red and blue because again it was just easier to do color separation that way. Or Batman, you know, the black gradually <laughs> became blue. Yeah. It's funny um, how none of that matters now. Yeah, yeah well no just kidding. because the process the the printing process is so much better now. Yeah. Um there there were real limits back then as to what could and couldn't be done. Um, so that was certainly a part of it anyway. Um, but then that leads into whole subplots and stories about what, you know, Ray Hulk returned in the 1980s and anyhow, that was a whole different thing. But, um, yeah, so that was fun. I just wish I could have seen like, cause it was captain something, but I couldn't see like, was it captain Patriot or captain USA? I have no idea what, what his was. I have no idea what black widows alternate moniker was. Or Iron Man. It was Iron. It was just the, the the print was just too small, even on my TV, for me to tell sure, sure. what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so the guys basically, um, they're there, meaning pugs and is it Rame, Remy or Rama? I think it's Ramos, right? Uh, they they they're there to because they hear this is this underground place where they can get superhero clothing, and this guy runs his shop and he doesn't know what they're talking about. But then eventually um, he comes around and he brings them to the back room and 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 yeah he's he has this this 
knockoff crap. And uh and it's really just fan shirts. It's not it's not superhero clothing. Uh but but he's the one that, that gets them to the name of the guy that will actually make the superhero clothing. So he makes the superhero clothing for Daredevil and among all the other guys, probably Spider Man and who knows who else. Um and that's how they connect with this guy and this guy they bring She Hulk to and and it's kinda of weird because even when he they bring She Hulk to this this uh clothes designer, it's he he acts as if he doesn't even know who She Hulk is. You would think she would be huge in the news, right? So I I felt that was a little odd. I don't know what you guys feel about that. I, I kinda noticed I noticed that too. I thought that was a little weird. Like every I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, eventually there's just so many, uh, what you call it, uh, heroes, you know, superheroes and all that going around that it's like it's kind of hard to keep track. But considering the fact that she's like the most recent to come out and she's on the news and all that sort of thing. So it makes you wonder. She's on the news over a fight over a trademark. And. I could see, like, this is a guy that may just be so wrapped up in his own little world and his life. Yeah, I was kind of wondering right, that, that too. That he's not that he's not checking his Twitter, you know, that he's not checking, uh, you know, what's happening on whatever the Marvel Universe equivalent of E is, you know, uh, the Entertainment Network. So, and She Hulk, she's not an Avenger. She hasn't been fighting criminals. Um, and we do have the regular kind of MCU going on in the background. And I don't know where we are in that timeline. I do know that we are after, obviously, uh, Shang-Chi. But, like, are we up to, um, like, the events of uh, Multiverse of Madness? Or are we up to the events of Into the Spider-Verse? Or, or sorry, No Way Home? Um, that I have really no clue. So there may be other things we must, we must be by No Way Home because of Wong's comment. In that episode, so oh, I yeah, assume the wedding. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Assuming that okay. is that wedding, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and that's fair, Mike. I mean, we've only seen She-Hulk do two major battles um, since the show started. Uh, the one was was stopping Titania in the courtroom, and then the other major battle was was fighting the demons uh, with John uh, with Wong. Um, so Wonders. yeah, but. But but she she I would have but yeah that's fair I mean yeah I mean, you know maybe maybe um, he's wrapped up in his own little world like you said so yeah well I mean the the whole thing with the demons that was just I mean that was never on the news it was just something that just happened you know it's like the only people that really knew about it were Wong She Hulk and the guy that She Hulk was about to sleep with. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and John and uh, and uh, Blaze and and his 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 uh, his buddy. Um, let's see what else. Um, do we uh, want to talk about? Um, well, yeah, I mean, those are the two main stories, right? The A story is the the fight with Titania in the courtroom and then the B story is the clothing. The superhero clothing. Pretty much, yeah. 
That's it, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting when you think about it. That That's really the, the episode there. Um, I know everybody said it felt pretty quick, but it seemed like it, it had more information. But again, a lot of the scenes were were the Titania stuff where she, where, uh, she went to confront her at the, the convention and a couple of, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, with, with the way this show's going, you, you don't know what the next episode's going to be because I mean, uh, Abomination has already, uh, has gone, disappeared for like two episodes and then Titania had been gone for four episodes. Um, and then, you know, the blaze episode was like a standalone with, with him and, and who knows if he'll return, um, so yeah, I, I don't know, and but I, I do know, or I'm guessing that next episode uh, we'll probably see the leotard, and then maybe the daredevil, or that was just a setup for you know near the end of the season uh, that the daredevil is showing up. It's probably a setup for later. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, because you know they, they show it here. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see it next next week. So you're probably right. That's probably going to be further in the season. You know, it's uh, interesting. I think Daredevil um, introduced the idea originally in the comics of someone who makes suits for superheroes. Um, because he had a, um, a villain named the Gladiator, uh, alias was Melvin Potter. I'm just double-checking here. Who... It was like a reluctant supervillain and basically just got into the, the, the business of making costumes for characters. And so they used him in the Netflix series to make Daredevil's Daredevil. Series. Yeah. Yeah. In the first season, he's just running around with like, uh, like a, <laughs> Funny a, like a with, with, with a bandana on and, and, you know, black shirt and black pants. So he gets a full on outfit superhero costume in season two or at the end of season one, really. Um, and so th- this picks up that idea further with having somebody now as the fashion designer to the superheroes. Um, and I just like the idea that he's, now he's, he's challenged, he's intrigued by the idea of coming up with a growing and shrinking, something that fits both Jennifer and She-Hulk, which is getting to this idea, I think, also of, of finding, of Jennifer finding a way to, to incorporate these two sides of herself, right? Um... Get get something that fits her both sides of her, as opposed to one over the other. And possibly he'd be making a suit for Mister Fantastic down the road. Right. Um, but also you have, like I said, the, yeah. I don't understand the idea of a of her, her her spandex jumpsuit. Right. She she's never really, to the best of my knowledge, had a real superhero suit. Um. Well, well, it's the, it's the the leotard, the purple and white, right? I mean, that's what well, she's kind of famous she's, for. But, well, she's had leotards. I didn't know that there was one single set design they've been using because for a long time she didn't. It was just you know whatever she happened yeah. to be wearing. She didn't have a classic look other than a than a purple leotard that really just looked like it would be anything you could have grabbed, you know, from Dick's Sporting Goods. That. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, th- I think I think it's um, one that can fit a six-seven superhero, and that's what this guy's going to make for. Uh, but it may have special abilities to protect her or something too. I don't know. 
Um, right, but it was un- it wasn't something like say a Spider-Man costume or a Daredevil costume. Well, uh, that may be true, but but I mean I, I've I know I know you're right. I mean she's worn you know just ripped dresses and stuff like that in her her comic book days. But most of her comic book days, I remembered her at, with the the purple and white uh, leotard. You know, maybe 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 since I stopped reading that they they shifted something more specific for. Um, right. since I stopped reading the new books, it just it, it's really. I mean, I actually this dates me, but uh, I probably know her really more best from wearing a Fantastic Four outfit, where she uh was with that team for about five years. Um, right, that, that's when that's when you got to know who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I know her mostly from from the the leotard. So so when when he she pulls that off, he pulls that off and hands it to her. I was like, "What's going on here?" It's kind of weird. And then, and then, she goes, "Oh, I don't really need this." But then, you know, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the leotard!" And I was like, "Wait, high five!" And my my kids. Um, but again, that that that's you know that's how I I remember and recognize her as you know in most of my T-shirts that I have of her and all that. Or it's that that cool purple and white thing, you know. But. Um, that's where I think they're going. Um, I was going to say there, there's something else about that too. Um, the the so my my kids, yeah, they they didn't know who Daredevil was. So so I, I show them, I you know Google it, and so I show them a picture of it. And, and my youngest goes, six year old, she goes, oh, that's he looks kind of like Batman. So my question to you, Mike, or anybody here, uh, is Daredevil kind of like Marvel's version of Batman? Besides that moon guy or whatever they they just had that series of Marvel moon that's Marvel though yep yeah so yeah. so is it is this is Daredevil kind of like also like that moon knight guy um moon knight uh, yeah is that he like Daredevil kind of like a batman uh for Marvel Daredevil is yeah he's i mean he's a vigilante he keeps most of the time, well, at least from the shows, he's trying to keep mostly in his neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen. You know, that's why he got, that's why he thought of the name Devil, because he lives in Hell's Kitchen. So he uh, decided to, you know, make himself Daredevil. Right. You know, he, just, uh, okay. he was just kind of trained, he was trained to do this. Yeah. You know, from, well, uh, from when he was young. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else have any comments? On- it's hard. I mean, there's there's not a lot of direct one-on-one corollaries um, with Batman. Moon Knight is, in some ways, more because you at certain points you had is the wealthy billionaire. You know, he's got the like the devices and stuff like that. Uh, so there's certain similarities. Daredevil certainly fits in that you have this hero dressed up in a sort of devilish image this is batman has got this evil image um you know the 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 bat the demonic image and so daredevil kind of also has that they're not well daredevil has superpowers they're not like thor or spider-man it's just enhanced senses so it's basically just a guy who's conditioned himself to be able to beat the crap out of people um and he's a street level hero the same way batman when on his own is mostly a street level 
hero also. So he's kind of comparable in a lot of ways. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did we want to talk about? Uh, anything else? Anybody else wanted to add something, stuff that were in your list that you were planning to bring up that we haven't brought up yet? I was going to say, I did enjoy the fact that at the beginning of the episode, when her was it, her cousin comes in to, with the autograph, the stuff that he wants her to autograph. I that was her brother. He, that was her brother. brother. Is it a brother? Yeah. I can't remember his brother or cousin. Oh yeah, oh, that's, brother. The sla- that's the slacker brother. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and he, he and he mansplains trademark to her, which <laughs> I thought was funny. Um, and I like that's the fact funny. that they didn't they didn't feel the need to call it out. But what really makes it funny is the fact that what hurts is that he explained it to her because she was so stupid as to she realizes how stupid she was and just left it sitting there for Titania to take, right? And she should have known better. Now, now, why, why, why do you say mansplaining? Though I'm, I'm confused why you brought that up. Because he's a slacker who's explaining the law to her sister, to his sister who's a lawyer. Okay, that's pretty much the definition of mansplaining. Okay, I, I didn't know that the the, the, the guy, his gender had anything to do with explaining stuff that. Well, she that's why it's about. mansplaining. Otherwise, it'd be womansplaining. Yeah, I, I, it's. It's, okay. Yeah, it's the idea that anytime, and and I have my issues with it because I mean, just from my background as an educator, I am used to just explaining things. But um, it's the idea that when a man just explains to a woman, anything. what the woman already, anything that she or more specifically explains <laughs> something that she already knows, if not knows better than he does. It seems like one of those things to shut the other person up, you know, in, in, in any type and, of and, uh, and in some cases, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I didn't know that that term would be used in this term here. I thought it was just her brother being a dink or, or, or you know, silly. Well, not, yeah. Not, it is, well, it, it is him being a bit of a dink, but it's the fact that not intentionally, but yeah. Right. Well, usually it's not intentional. It's not a guy trying to be an idiot. It's just doing he's it. Just but oblivious. It's, <laughs> but he's oblivious. And in this case, though, the the what makes it hurt, I think is the fact that he's right, right? That he's, you know, she should have known better, and she didn't. Right. And I think that's what, right. that, what's, that, that's, that's what drives it home, because she didn't even think somebody would try to do this. And, yeah, that this is a, a marketing opportunity. And, by the way, it is interesting to point out, this is the entire reason She-Hulk exists as a character. Right. Because Stan Lee realized, right, if you look, you have Batman, and then they, they had Batwoman, Batgirl, Bat Hound, Bat Mite, whatever. And, you know, you had Superman, Superwoman, Supergirl, blah, blah, blah. Spider-Man, Spider-Woman. And he realized when The Incredible Hulk was on TV and it was, became the Marvel's number two character after Spider-Man, that if they didn't do something to trademark a female She-Hulk, they would leave that open for someone else to grab it. And Marvel certainly knows that because when the character of Captain Marvel's trademark was allowed to expire, they grabbed up the name Captain Marvel for themselves because they're Marvel Comics. Um, so that's why – that's the entire reason She-Hulk exists was to stop anybody else uh, from making – that's, that's the whole reason She-Hulk exists. So, so there would be no Hulk girl, Hulk woman. None of that would be there. And if anybody tried to do that, let's say if DC tried to do Hulk woman – that this would give them a prior claim because they had She-Hulk first. So they did that as sort of a preemptive action just to be sure they could do that correctly. And so the whole reason She-Hulk exists is a trademark issue 
and that's what the battle is over in in the show. So it's a little bit of a meta, um, right, meta you're, storytelling. Right, you're you're mansplaining to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not mansplaining to you because you're men. You're, you can only yes, mansplain exactly. to a woman. Right. <laughs> okay. That's, see, that, that's where I'm completely confused because when you're, you're, someone explains something that we already know because you've expo- you mentioned this in a prior episode of the podcast. I I, I didn't know that it, it could be renamed based off of the gender of who's saying it and to who they're saying it to. So it's just. Well, I've had people tell me that on like inst on 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 because I'm in the habit of art. Mike's a mansplainer for things. Yeah, he's a mansplainer. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I've said it to you a few times, Mike. Where I go, yeah, Mike, Mike, we, we get the idea. So continue what you're trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah, so yeah. So I anyway, do. so I'm glad. But so I wouldn't have said you're I, man. I got to kick out of that being the case. It's yeah, just no, 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 man's it's logical. Yeah, it's the man's logical thing thinking causing him to explain things, and he's kind of explaining it to himself at the same time. Um, it's just one of our quirks, and it's been made into an attack. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I I'm right there with you, Mike. That, that a, that's a great wink and nod to uh, the She-Hulk's origin that they use that as as the main plot point for uh, this episode here, and and Titania's Titania's uh, first attack on on She-Hulk. By well, I, I like how you explain that, Mike. I mean, it just it is so uh, it's well done use of mansplaining. <laughs> to make it funny. Uh, the best one was that, Mike, uh, uh, the American Gods feedback part that we got. Uh, white right splaining. Okay. Uh, that was hilarious. Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, so, um, and that, that was before... Splaining when when you added those weird things in front of splaining and getting rid of the ex, that that was like years ago, and I guess they were already beginning doing it back then, like four or five years ago. Um, anyway, uh, back to the episode here. Um, so some of those uh, beauty products that Titania had were pretty good. I thought they were all right. They said they were knockoffs, but um, I'm kind but of with Jennifer here. It's like there's a difference. Either. Yeah, it's like. Was there a difference between the products? Well, <laughs> right, right. That was the running joke. Is that she was beauty a lotion scam versus artist. beauty cream? Yeah, yeah. That was the running joke. Is that she was a scam artist, not just just uh, doing cool products. Um, and then the other thing that was 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 awesome too was uh, uh, how book. Uh, had the best dresses ever. That was awesome, and shoes too. She, that was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, she was. She was, I'm not one to necessarily notice these things, but yeah, she was. Uh, she yeah. was, she was, she was, she got to had some smoking looks. I'll give her that. Oh, um, I'm crying out loud. That's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Letts, you were about to say something. Oh, was, well, they were all the same thing. Even during the, the court, they said none of this is even, uh, you know, EPA approved. Right. 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 Now, uh, what, what were you, you saying, Sean? Oh, I was going to go on another topic about the uh, end credit stuff. We're keeping oh, yeah. an eye on stuff like each week and the, the artists rendering of different sequences where there's stuff that they keep that's the same for each end credits. And then they have like special throw-ins. And the one I liked this week was the one where they have the wall of sneakers with, they're all inspired by Marvel heroes. 
And so you get nods to Deadpool and Wolverine and Cyclops and that and Thing who aren't existing in this MCU yet. So is it just like a fun nod or is it maybe hints something down the road or whatever? I thought that was just fun. Right, right. Well, they, they do have the Fantastic Four series they're going to be doing, right? Yeah. Well, they have a movie coming out movie. in two years, two or three years. And Daredevil 3 is coming up. And then there's the, like whenever they're going to bring in the X-Men. Apparently X-Men they're waiting on because the actors' contracts expire, I think they said in like 2025. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, in other words, so they can't, if they're going to do, you know, like, even if they want to avoid, let's say, Wolverine, which I don't think they would want to avoid Wolverine. No. Um, if they were to try to do a Wolverine without Hugh Jackman, apparently they would have to like buy him out of his contract in order to, to have somebody else use it. And so it'll be a while, yeah, until those contracts expire. You're well, right. if you're gonna buy him out, then you might as well just sign him. Then, like, if would they be able to do that? Well, I mean, except he's like pushing sixty now, isn't he? I don't know. Isn't that the new forty? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't feel like it to me. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to want actors that can play these roles for 10 to 20 years, so I'm sure they're going to be pushing for people in their 30s um, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, they're going to want to restart it because they want it to be their own now. So all new actors, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I would I would think so. Um, they, they'll start from scratch, even if some of those actors that were before were really good, um, they'll they'll probably start from scratch. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So so the wall of sneakers. Uh, the uh, and Sean, you you sent us a, a picture where they were pointing out one specific sneaker. What was it? What was that all about? Uh, sorry. Let me get my picture again here. That's right. Um, Sorry, slow, slow phone. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, there, uh, there's um, there, it's one of those things. There's a cyclops. There's a cyclops. There's Wolverine. There's Deadpool. Um, this is one of those things where you have to pause and like zoom in to really like see everything that's in there. I think there's one that is. There's a Spider-Man, but it seems more colored like the the Ben Riley Spider-Man rather than the Peter Parker Spider-Man. And they have Hawkeye and Falcon, and it looks like Nova, Captain Marvel. Um, this is there. There's a bunch, so it's just kind of cool. And the Iron Man shoes that the guy's holding. <laughs> Yeah, so so it has a bunch of them. So there, there are a lot of uh, uh, Easter eggs in these uh, credit sequences. You, you you know you think they're just pictures of comics or, or or whatever, but they're actually, as we discussed, Mike and and everybody in a prior episode, they're extra pieces to what we just saw that fill in between scenes that were in the episode but weren't actually filmed, um, and then. They have, like uh, Sean noticed, um, 
Easter eggs, like like the Wall of Shoes actually has other superhero uh, pictures of their their uh, created, you know, uh, I guess superhero boots or whatever you want to call them. Well, it's like each episode they have they like show those different web pages, right? Like where the one of the first or second episode when they had the thing about the man wearing metal claws gets him to fight with a bar brawl. Where it's like a that's Wolverine, so so it's like there's like littering that throughout the the shows, so that's kind of cool. I did like the um, so was it Holloway is the boss? Yeah. Uh, that he if you if you look at the end credits, you see him using the titania butt cream or whatever it is. He's checking his 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 ass in the mirror. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, anything else? Uh, whether it's the the end credit pictures or in the episode, anything? No, I don't well, know. We covered pretty lot. much everything. Yeah, I think yeah. we hit it all. Yeah, yeah, we may have. Yeah, all right. So uh, I guess we can start wrapping up. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, it was good to see uh, Titania uh, play a major role instead of this um, sl- slim glimpse from the first episode. Uh, also, the the show is definitely, um, at least in my opinion, uh, more episodic um, compared to some of the other stuff we've seen in in the Marvel universe. I feel. Um, because originally uh, I thought this was going to be uh, more uh, origin story and how it goes from there, but but it's it uh, it really isn't, which is kind of interesting. They, they did the original, like you said, Mike. They they tried to get the origin story right out of the way in the first episode, and then let's move along. Um, but I, I thought they were going to go into a, a major story arc and um, rather than episodic. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It, it's just. No, I think there is a story arc building, but the story arc is kind of building in the background, and they're having like a a main story up front, and the pieces are slowly being threaded. Like everything we've seen up till now built to this episode, it just did it in a much more subtle way. Yeah, like because Titania been playing in the background, Shield rejecting her name has been in the background. You know, has been a running thread. While there's been something else kind of keeping our attention and we don't know and most shows start out really with being episodic to give people a chance to catch on and don't get go fully serialized until a little later and they take these building blocks and start spinning things out of them and i think you're going to see this with daredevil you're going to see more with titania i think you're going to see more with abomination um we, we we're going to see more from the wrecking crew and this nerd guy you know, who's interested in, you know, experimenting on She-Hulk. I think that's all going to be a part of it. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think uh, that may be a setup for um, that storyline. So that's a good point. Um, as a new villain or, or, or something. And Titania and uh, Abomination were more red herrings, but who knows? Um all right. Uh, so let's get into our final thoughts on the episode, I guess. So I would stop with you, Kevin. Uh, there's really nothing 
much I can add from what I said earlier. I mean, it was it was still a fun episode. There's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't as enjoyable as previous episodes. That's all. But I still look forward to the next episode. I mean, it's a fun, fun show. So, I mean, there's, it's just not, you know, there, there had to be one that was the least favorite, one episode that was the least favorite, and it was this one. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, like my oldest daughter especially loved the episode. Uh, this is, I think, her favorite episode. Um, for me, uh, I, th- I thought it was, it was pretty solid. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I still felt that She-Hulk was was in it enough, whether as Jennifer or as the She-Hulk, um, to know that it's it's her her story still, rather than you know, um, like in Halo, there was a side story that didn't even have the the Master Chief in it, for example, uh, on that television series. Um, so uh, I, I was okay with it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it pretty pretty good amount uh i love the like i said uh meeting the new characters of book and and titania and stuff uh and and of course the, the cliffhangers were, were pretty awesome uh so uh yeah I, i'll give it a, a thumbs up uh let's go with you mike i think that you always have a problem following an episode like last week where uh you got a mini boomlet with um Madison and Wongers. Um, it's hard to be a follow-up to that. I think this is a fine episode. It, it introduced some interesting things, wrapped some stuff up. Um, I do hope we get more with Titania because we haven't really gotten anything with her. She's been a peripheral character we know nothing about. And I'd like to see more with her. And I'd almost like to see her maybe get a, her own episode really just dedicated to telling us who she is and, and what's going on with her. Um, but other than that, it's, you know, look, the, the series is fun. I'm enjoying it. Humor is subjective. Um, I can't make you find it funny and you can't make me not find it funny. You know, the, it is what it is. And I enjoyed this. I find I'm having fun with it and I'm looking forward to the last, was it four episodes we've got to go? Uh, that's exactly right. Okay. So I'm looking forward to the last four, the final four. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I still think it's one of the weaker ones of the season, but it was good. It had me laughing. Um, the the main storyline I, I really liked, I thought was really fun, the dynamic between Titania and She-Hulk. So, yeah, all in all, good episode. All right, and let's go with you, Mr. Fox. Uh, not, again, not much to say. It was... A fun enough episode. There was enough stuff to have laugh or what, laughs or whatever from it. Again, like you guys have said, it wasn't the strongest episode of the series by by far. Um, but there's enough to keep you going that uh, we'll see what happens next week. All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, so uh, next week uh, is episode five. No title yet. It's going to be directed by Anu Valia and written by Kara Brown. September twenty second, two thousand twenty two, Thursday. It'll be released. Uh, we will record uh, the episode uh, a few days later and have it out early the following week. Uh, so that would be um, the week of the twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah. So tw- yeah, exactly. So we'll probably record it. Oh, we'll talk offline because I think everybody can still record next week on the 25th. But if so, we'll, we'll release it on the 26th. Um, 
And that pretty much wraps up that. Uh, once again, email us at darkdiscussions.aol.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the contact us or email us link on the website. Uh, put she Hulk in the subject no matter where, how you email us and we'll read your email on the podcast. And with all that stated, Mike, why don't you lead us out? All right. Well, thank you once again for listening to She-Hulk, uh, Avenger of the Law. As we discussed, episode five, Lean Green and Poured Into These Jeans. I believe that was the name of the episode. Yes, I believe you're right. Uh, and uh, tune in next week and we'll talk about episode six and who knows, maybe even a little Daredevil.